back to the Oregon College Football Show with Brian Perkins and Jordan Kent, presented by Frost Brewed Coors Light on 1029 and 750 The Game. Final segment of the show. Thanks for joining us today. I think I've, I've brightened up a little bit. You know, started the show. I was tired and man, you were grumpy. negative though. You're talking about how you don't like gifts from people unless it's money. No, <laughs> okay. Picking I, Michigan State context. to win, complaining about the bowl gifts the guys were getting, like a yeah. watch and a backpack are yeah, not watch good and enough a for Perkins. No, not when I'm 20 years old. I want like a PlayStation, a flat screen. Well, win a, few, win a few more games than you get a PlayStation. <laughs> like. Like, all the swag that's out there, and, like, you go in yours, you're like, oh, I got this customized fossil watch that says Red Box Bull on it, and uh, a backpack. Yeah. Great. Great. Now I can, I, I don't have enough a of A lot of stuff. utility in the backpack, I'm telling you. Neil, how many how many bags and <laughs> backpacks do you so, have? And Merry Christmas to you guys, too. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. Yeah. Great seeing you guys. What, 30, you guys. 30 days off, we're coming here, you're bitching about free swag. <laughs> no, free not, swag. Not like he is. Perkins is. Perkins, how many bowl games you've been to? I have been how to many free, how many free backpacks and watches have you given yeah. to? I have been given well actually I mean you get that stuff Zero. when you go as media members. <laughs> yeah. I mean Oh not media members now. Okay. Yeah, mm. you get that stuff. I, I, I have a lot of like crappy backpacks that were given to me, like just in a closet somewhere piled up. But it's free. It's free. It is. So my rule if it's free, I want three. So I'll try to find someone else <laughs> to give see that's yeah. been my rule for a lot of years. It's yeah. really worked out well. Well, look at look at like any basketball game where they give away the triple XL T-shirts that no one will ever wear, and people are like fighting over them in the stands <laughs> oh, because yeah. it's free. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I was just talking about like a lot of the bowl games. You get the gift suite, right? Like you go in there and there's like a lot of cool electronic stuff, and they get like a watch and a backpack. Like, why not just do the gift suite for everybody? So, is there? You know? But there is there NCAA regulations on five hundred fifty dollars. That's exactly five hundred fifty bucks. Five hundred fifty dollars. Yep. Retail, wholesale. I think it's seriously. Yeah, I, I would say retail. Can, can squeeze I, I, that think I think it's retail. So, so you can be at the Sugar Bowl or the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl or the Red Box Bowl, and it's five fifty. Yes, yeah. But it seems like the better the bowl, the better the the prizes, if you will. The prizes. <laughs> so Typically. the four hundred dollar watch and the hundred fifty dollar backpack is better than the hundred fifty dollar watch, and the four. So where do you, if you only have five hundred fifty dollars to spend? But they get like some of them get like PlayStations and, and TVs and things like that. Millennials. Millennials. No, don't worry about Perkins. <laughs> don't worry about me. I'm just, I'm let's tired. Talk, okay? These guys are spoiled. This is such a semi pros anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah, miserable. Yeah. I got up at seven o'clock this morning. Don't know. Um, we, we talked about this already. You don't get yeah. to complain about that. No, you're right. Well, uh, I know you guys have countdown to kickoff coming up. Uh, sorry, Judah. Hey, newbie. what up? <laughs> Neil well, Lomax, thanks for joining us, guys. It's been a while. It has. What, what do you guys have coming up on the show today? Oh, we're going to be talking about this Redbox Bowl, of course, but, you know, it's been a month. It's been over a month since our last show that we did for the Civil War, and uh, just a few things have transpired since then. So, you <laughs> no know, news whatsoever. And me and Neil, we talked on the radio last week, I think Thursday, for about 20 minutes. So, mm-hmm. got some of your thoughts then, but we're going to reset them about Justin Herbert coming back, what it means for this game, what it means for 2019, what it means for his NFL future. Yesterday was its own, you know, storyline show between Mark Richter retiring and then all the crystal ball rumors and Manny Diaz eventually getting that job. So we'll talk about that as well. And Neil, I want your thoughts on on the look for Manny Diaz taking the Temple job for, you know, less than 48 hours. And then he's back in uh, Coral Gables all over again as a head coach. So 
Uh, we'll talk about that. Plus, Nick Aliotti is literally on his way uh, to join the Alliance of American Football down in Arizona. He's going to be the defensive coordinator for a team down in Phoenix. Wow. So. Well, I, I'm so excited about watching that this spring. Get some sunshine. I see you. Thank, thanks for the call, by the way. Yeah, right. right. I could have been an OC or a DC or a special team coach someplace. Hey, hey it's Black Monday, man. Someone's about to get fired come already. On, come on, New Heisel. Give me a call. I think he owes me something. Neil, what, Neil what went team up to, is he uh, at? I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I Those can't guys. remember. He is, American yeah, he's, Lions. He's DC in for New Heisel. That's going to be so funny. So we're going to talk to him about that. And then uh, James Crappy. Why not, going right? Uh, we'll go live to Levi State. <laughs> we'll have a little bit of everything, man. It's going to be all over the place. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to talk about the... By the way, do you guys like... W- would you prefer... We were talking about bowl name games, because I feel like the name Red Box Bowl cheapens the game. Like, it just sounds so... It's like the the Phoenix the Phoenix Open is now the Waste Management Open in golf. I feel the same way about about the bowl games. Like, the sponsorships sometimes, to me, take away from what the bowl game actually is. Do you, am I well, am I crazy? I, at least we still have like the big bowl games are still called Rose Orange Sugar. They yeah. just have Presented the sponsor yes. yeah, in front of or, it. Or and that's how it's still. But the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, everyone yep. does have a title. Mm-hmm. And don't be knocking the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's the waste one of the best tournaments of the year. It is the best party. And by the way, I golfed during the day. But when they give thirty million dollars as sponsorship and that money does go to the local charities there. Believe me, I, I'm oh, I involved down there in that area. So, but I understand your point. Cheese it Bowl, Red Box Bowl. I know you were talking about the San Diego Credit <laughs> Union yeah. Bowl. I was like, how did they afford that sponsorship? Should that more be the tourism thing for San Diego or the Credit Union? But it's it's sponsorship dollars, guys. You, you know, come on, it's sponsorship dollars. But forty yeah. of them, forty bowl games. I think we need more. I think we need to get about to sixty bowl games. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more TV rights. Yeah, we were watching Cincinnati Virginia Tech, and then I noticed Virginia Tech is six and six, so I turned it to Golf Channel. Oh, is that's, that what's on? Yeah. That's what's on. I'm watching the World Cup of. We're watching the World Cup the of replays. Golf. Yeah, I mean, Alcorn, Alcorn State, North Carolina, AT and T doesn't really get you jazzed up no. in that little neck of the woods. But there's so it's, it's football. I mean, look how much with food. Alcorn football, State's family, FCS. It, it's incredible. It, it, it's incredible. Shout how out much Steve going McNair, on. the yeah. late great yeah. Steve yeah. McNair. Yeah. Well, I don't want to lose Jordan. I, I want to. I'm gonna just let you guys go. You guys are before Jordan goes. Here. Hey, cause this, well, well, here's here's what I want to get to in this game, Neil. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Yeah, before you so close, because you kind of know about time off. My concern: 30 days off for guys for yeah. call. 18, 22 year old guys. This time off, recruiting. No, it's a big part of the coaching. How can they get them that? It's the coaching now. It how really do you get is. those guys ready? Don't give me this road trip thing, Mark. Don't give me all like crap. How do you just get them ready and motivated to play? I think you remind them that this is an opportunity to send the seniors out on a good note and for what they mean. And you see the seniors that are choosing to play in this game rather than ducking the game to get ready for the draft. And then you also say it sets the table for next year as well, too. As far as a good performance here, you bring some good vibes into the offseason. And... What I wanted to ask you is you look at this game and all the great news of Justin Herbert coming back. You get the number one overall recruit, that recruiting class. What's the takeaway from this game? I don't think Duck fans really care too much if they win or lose this game. But it seems like the pressure on this game, the person that will be most evaluated after this game, is somebody that won't even be touching the ball today. And I think that's going to be Marcus Arroyo. Your thoughts (laughs) on the reflections of him based upon how this offense looks. Because you look at next year and all the weapons that are coming back Mm -hmm. with Herbert and some of the recruits. Obviously, if there's not a great performance today, there's going to be some natural blame or finger-pointing going somewhere. I don't think people are going to point to Herbert because they feel like he already is that great enough of a player. It really seems like 
people will look at Arroyo after this game. And if this offense is terrific against Michigan State, then there's a lot of excitement for next year as far as what Arroyo can do with these pieces. But if it's another performance kind of like it was against Boise State last year, do people start questioning whether or not this offense is being called the correct way? Well, my my, my first take on that, it is amazing that Justin Herbert made that announcement mm-hmm. a few days ago. What a great pre-Christmas gift, Christmas gift. And not just him, but several of the players. Yeah. Jalen Jelks, a lot of these seniors yeah. are staying and playing their game. And take that for your bowl gift, Perkins. You know, there's two quarterback missing. coming back. So I don't think they got behind closed doors and, and with Marcus Arroyo and, and Mario Crispin. This series, okay, Justin, we'll let you throw 50 times a game if you stay. Right. Or we'll fire Marcus Arroyo if you stay. No, nothing. I, like I don't that. think. I think his experience at Oregon, mm-hmm. that says so much about who he is and yep. what Oregon's about. I enjoy college football. I enjoy playing with yeah. these guys. My big boys are back. Right. Calvin's back. Right. Panay's back. My boys are back. Yeah. Hanson's back. Man, I want to hang around with those guys here. Right. He's 22, 20. He is saying, I don't think the pressure so much on Marcus Royal. And I agree with you what you just said. This is the pre-pre-preseason game mm-hmm. for 2019. Mm-hmm. This is a little stamp on... Here's what we're going to look like. We're going to guys give you a little taste mm-hmm. of who we are going to 2019 because we're going to kick butt in 2019. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. So the pressure is on this team and Mario. Okay, what do you look like today? But man, we better win that Pac-12 championship next year or it's it's kind of a lose-lose season. Well, we were talking. They haven't really been 100% healthy since that Washington win when Sewell went out with that high ankle sprain. Blindside was big, no question. He hasn't been playing since then, and you've seen the the issues with establishing the run game, protecting Justin Herbert since then. Ducks, they lose three games since then. They basically go three and Mm -hmm. three since that win against Washington. So I'm excited to see this team when they're healthy. and I'm excited to see if they can stay on schedule with that run-pass balance as well, too. But you know, to your point with Herbert, I think you brought up some very good points. That college experience, I don't think people realize how valuable that is. I think a lot of people on the outside say, oh, just take the easy dollars in the NFL. But you remember being in those locker rooms when you'd have your Saturday walkthrough. Saturday, college football was on. People going to the meal room watching the games. You saw how much the guys on that team, even though they had everything material-wise they wanted, missed college football. And there's nothing else like that. Good point. That's going to do it for the Oregon College Football Show. Great season. season, Jordan. Great season, we're Perkins. Gonna, we're going to hang around on the uh, other side. I've, I've had a good time. We're a little, little bit of contempt here today. I don't know. I'm fine. You're the one that just didn't I feel like, like we the need to work gifts. this out with like Smash no, Brothers. No, we or are good. Well, trust me, that you won't have <laughs> anything working out Super for you. Smash if you do Brothers. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, countdown to kickoff. Judah Newby, Neil Lomax is next. Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff, part of Oregon College Game Day with Judah Newby and Neil Lomax. Presented by Frost Brewed Coors Light on 1029 and 750 The Game. All right, welcome in. It is Countdown to Kickoff. Judah Newby, College Football Hall of Famer Neil Lomax getting you ready for the Red Box Bowl at noon between the Oregon Ducks, 8 and 4, fourth in the Pac 12 North against the Michigan State Spartans, 7 and 5, fourth in the Big Ten East Division. Jordan Kent, Brian Perkins sticking with us. A little crosstalk from the Oregon College Football Show as well as uh, we get ready for Ducks and Sparty. Just a couple of narratives to flesh out here, gentlemen. Yesterday, we get the news early on a Sunday morning that Mark Richt retires from the University of Miami, and it took no less than two seconds for Duck fans to start to wonder a little bit about the future of their own head coach, Mario Cristobal. Now, buyout clauses and, and figures aside... You understand where that uh, <laughs> a little bit of concern came from, 
We're less than a year removed from Slick Willie doing the same thing and piecing from Eugene to Tallahassee. Would Mario Cristobal do the same thing for his alma mater, uh, class of 93 Miami Hurricane, where he played with his brother and won a national championship as an offensive lineman under the great Dennis Erickson? Jordan Kent, what were your thoughts when Rick announced his retirement and then we had that about 12-hour span of kind of wondering what the future would be like for Mario Cristobal. I poured a glass of lemonade. I wasn't even worried one bit, to be honest. <laughs> you look at a couple things here that wouldn't allow this to happen. Number one, how recent Willie Taggart left for Florida State, I think, would have made Cristobal leaving look that much worse to have scorned Oregon right after they had been scorned. So that's number one. Number two, Credit Rob Mullins. They put in a hefty buyout for this contract with Cristobal. I'm sure they made it very clear. If you're going to be here, you're going to be here for a while. So if Miami calls or whatever, we do not want you leaving. Let's be clear on that. That's number two. And then number three, you have Herbert and this recruiting class coming back. Yes, Miami is your alma mater, but I think he's experienced everything you have at Oregon to recruit with. And the fact that you have this coming in, you've got a better chance to compete for a title at Oregon in the near future than you do at Miami right now, based upon what you have with that recruiting class coming in. So I look at all those factors. Plus it seems like his family really likes Eugene and he really likes being where he's at right now. And I think that says a lot. So wasn't worried one bit. Yeah, he, he does love Eugene. He is winning big on the recruiting trail for sure. And hopefully he wins big on the football field at Oregon as well. But Neil, the pull of going home, is a real pull. We see it with coaches all the time and mentioned the Willie situation from a year ago. If someone asks you the question right now, like I will just right now, what's the better job for a head coach? Miami Hurricanes, Oregon Ducks. Well, well, first of all, he had a glass of lemonade. I had 12, I had a pint of Mac and Jack's Amber Ale because <laughs> I was at the Seahawk Cardinal game. So lemonade, he's lying about that, number one. They didn't drink lemonade, it's too much sugar. Number two, I don't even care about freaking Miami and get Dwayne Johnson, go ahead, get him, get the rock back there and coach, man. You know, this whole coach, and, and uh, to be serious, though, you know, Jordan and I had a really good conversation at the break about these coaches and quality of life. I mean, they're families. Moving these families, these kids in and out of high schools and middle schools, and for an extra million or two million, we're talking about get a nice mid-major job, the, the, the Chris Peter. So it's kind of, like you said, who, who, what kind of cloth are they kind of made out of, Judy? Kinda, are they that way to be – the ego, and yeah, I want to go here and go there. I mean, what's a better job in Oregon? We talked about with Willie Taggart. I mean, you're going to really do a better job at Oregon, go to Florida State. Now, how's that turned out, by the way? It's but, not that good. Yeah, but it is personal, very personal. But you got to worry about your family and your kid. He's got mm -hmm. three? Two, two kids, two I kids, believe. Two. Yeah, two boys. And all of a sudden, that, that's a big deal. Is that an extra million or two? And especially when you're already getting millions. It's it's one thing if you're like a coordinator and you're listen, it's still a lot of money as a coordinator if you're making three, four hundred thousand. And, and it is his chance, home. Jordan, it is his home. Right. I gotta admit that's so that's the big splash right. yesterday, even at the Seahawk game, it kinda hit the twit. Yeah. Guys, Mario Cristobal leaving Oregon? You got really? No. But then again. But and here's the thing, he's spent two years at Oregon now. It wasn't like Willie Taggart, who was not even in the state for a full calendar year. That's a little different, too. But now that you've had a chance to establish some roots, that makes a big difference as well, too. But I, I think also for him and these recruits, and you had the signing period finish as well, too. Taggart, it happened before the signing period yeah. was concluded. You've gone into homes, and parents have trusted you with their children. Right. And that's another layer right there. Yeah, timing so, is everything with this stuff. So, so, so not quite Scott Frost leaving UCF to go to his. No, that's. It wasn't, I mean, Mario Cristobal's not 
that wasn't the UC. He's not no. at a UCF. No, at Oregon. Right, exactly. <laughs> Oregon, if Oregon goes undefeated, they play in the college football playoff. Absolutely. UCF does not. And that's the difference right there. For yeah. Scott Frost is you get to that even playing field. It's your alma mater as well, too. That's a little different right there. And you look at what he was able to build at UCF during his time there. I think as a coach, if you can get the program to where it's capable of getting, there's a sense of, okay, I've put my stamp on this program. Cristobal has not. It'd be different if six years at Oregon, they'd won a Pac-12 title, they'd gone to the college football playoff, and they had tasted that, and then Miami comes calling. Yeah. That's different. He makes a book. great point. I mean, having Justin Herbert stay says a lot about Mario Cristobal. Mm-hmm. Having these offensive linemen stay mm-hmm. says a lot about Mario Cristobal. Yeah, it would have been having, a pretty having, bad having, look. Having these, having these seniors stay who have a chance to go pro and go pro day and go with all these other trainers to get ready for the combine, stay and play in a game, says a lot about your head coach. And one more thing, too. Who was the coaching candidate that the players signed a petition for last season when Oregon was looking for a head coach? MC. Mario Cristobal. Mm-hmm. That's very true. You can't turn your back on that. Let's quickly talk 2019 expectations and then get a pick on this game. Brian Perkins, 2019, week one out of the gate will be Auburn. Mm. What does this mean, Brian Jordan Neal, about the expectation level for the Oregon Ducks next season, given Herbie's coming back, the entire O-line's intact, uh, you'll have the staff coming back and uh, a lot of key players returning at key positions. Yeah, it feels like expectations should be high, but as Jordan, you talked about it uh, during the show, man, what a tough schedule next year. Not only do you have Auburn neutral site, then you're what you're at Washington, you're at, at USC, Stanford. and at Stanford, at Stanford mm-hmm. next season. So, you know, I mean, I think that if you're not flirting with 10 wins in the regular season, this season is not a success. And that's going to be tough to do because even if you go, let's say, 2-2 two and two in those four games, you're still having to win out. Uh, the rest of your schedule to uh, to get to that 10-win mark. So, uh, you know what, though? Look, this coaching staff is coming back for a second consecutive season. You have your your franchise quarterback, if you will, uh, for one more year. Lots of guys returning as well for, for senior seasons. Uh, no excuses. Got to go out there and win these games, especially given the state of the conference right now. I mean, it's gettable, right? I mean, the conference ha- has been soft, and Clay Helton's back again somehow at USC. New offense. Um yeah, you're Your right. offense with them, Jacob Beeson mm-hmm. at UW. The, the, all the teams that you think will be tough will be tough, and there's always a surprise team a la Wazoo this year. Yeah, everybody has turnover as well, too. Uh, there's some big decisions that have to be made at certain positions. Washington's going to have a new quarterback. Stanford will have some turnover, too. I think the over-under for whether or not you're happy with this Oregon team next year is 9.5 wins. They get to 10, you're pleased with that. If Are it's we talking nine, regular season wins? Regular season. Regular season. Regular okay. season wins. But I think for Oregon, again... You have to be careful about placing so much emphasis on next year because Herbert's coming back. Yes, that's great. But you have to look at the big picture, and you have to look at, let's let this next recruiting class develop. Let next year be a year of success to set the foundation for a lot of those freshmen that are coming in that might get some playing time, might redshirt, that can then take advantage of when they're juniors and the schedule flips in your favor when you are home against Stanford, home Mm -hmm. against Washington. I think that's the long play. You want to see some progress next year, but understand that because of the schedule, it might not be this 11-1 campaign. Neil, right out of the gate, week one will be Auburn. Yeah, yeah, this is not San Jose State, Portland State, Bowling Green. We criticized that right away on that Mm 3-0 start. We did. Would that play out and look how it kind of played out? So this is totally flipped the the switch on this one. yeah, I think the expectation is that you don't go to the Pac-12 championship game a disappointment. If you don't go to the Pac, if you don't represent the North, 
and go to the Pac-12 championship game and really should win it, that's going to be the expectation. If everybody kind of stays healthy all through spring, there's going to be so much talk about how great this team will be because of Justin Herbert's coming back, offensive line coming back. Don't forget, C.J. Vardell, he had a lot of these freshmen, Travis mm-hmm. Dye. So the four- and five-star recruits that recruited two or three years ago, they're due now. Mm-hmm. Where are those guys? Let's you got to start playing now. I don't care about this class. You just, those guys who were four- and five-stars two years ago, they need to step up. Defensively, they're fairly young. So it, I think, Jordan, the expectations are maybe you're a duck and you might be a little more – Hey, shift back down a little bit here, but I think guys are going fourth gear right away and go, you got to win the Pac-12 now to beat Auburn because Stidman's gone, and, man, Washington should have beat him last, whatever, whatever. It's a it's a tough road, but expectations are very high. That's what I'm saying. If you go 10-2, and two, you're basically saying you're going to – the four tough games, I think we all agree, are the three conference road games, USC, Stanford, Washington, and Auburn. If you go 2-2 two and two and then win the rest of your games, that's 10-2 and two during the regular season. I think you're happy with that if you're a Duck fan. Nine and three, that means you most likely went one and three in those games, or you lost a game somewhere on your schedule that you shouldn't have been losing. So I think that's why nine and a half is sort of the line I would put for Oregon next year for the over-under for my level of am I going to be satisfied with this season or thinking that this team underachieved? Also, also two bye weeks next next yeah. year for the first time. We haven't really seen that, so mm-hmm. that will help the 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 health cause that yeah. you know bit Oregon a little bit in the middle of the year this year. We're also still awaiting the decisions until Monday, January 14th, uh, whether or not underclassmen can declare for the NFL draft. Still looking at Troy Dye, still looking at Dylan Mitchell in those regards. If Mitchell stays, target monster that he is with the influx of four-star talent on the outside that uh, the Ducks just signed on, Mm -hmm. could be pretty special next year. Quickly, a pick on this game, and Neil will continue to talk about it as well. But you look at Oregon against Michigan State. The line was Oregon minus two, then minus two and a half. And then I looked this morning, it's back down to one and a half for mm-hmm. Oregon. So we're getting some uh, action both sides of the aisle. Neil, where would you lean right about now, Duck Sparty? Yeah, the only thing Sparty got going for them, I think, is Mark D'Antonio. The, the experience he brings, you know, he's five and five as coach. I guess he's six and one in bowl games in California. You kind of throw out the window. They are boring on offense. Let's just lay it out there. Mm-hmm. Boring. Numbers are numbers. They Lev, do match Lev up. Bell. Lev Bell ain't walking through that nothing, door. There's nothing going on. They're, when their backs is, you know, he's going to go the off uh, the NFL, but he didn't do anything this year really anyway. Um, they don't really have much to offer offensively. They don't. Defensively is where they're going to play. Yep. They're going to put their stake in the ground. They're flagging the ground. We're going to hold you guys to 19.8 points a game and under 100 yards rushing. I don't think they're going to do that against Oregon. Oregon wins this football game by more than one. I'll definitely <laughs> lay the point. I got them at least 10 point, 10 point victory in this football game. What do you think, Jordan? I got Oregon 24-17. I think it's going to be a lower scoring affair because of that defense for Michigan mm-hmm. State. But you're keeping an eye on the rush defense for both teams here. The stat, as we said, Michigan State's 7-1 and one when they rush for 100-plus yards. So can Oregon keep them under 100 yards? And then you look at Oregon 6-0 and oh when Herbert throws fewer than 33 times. That means you're running the ball. I think Oregon does rush for more than 100 yards. I think C.J. Verdell eclipses that 100-yard mark. I think the Ducks get the win today. Perkins, you've always, uh, you know, been the most consistent uh, wearer of the black hat all year long. Where, where are you going <laughs> to go? Where's the black hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll put that on again then. Are you? 2017 Michigan State. Uh, I just, I, I, honestly, I can see this game going either way, which is a total cop-out. But I just like Michigan State, man. I, I've We've seen this story with Oregon this season going up against a tough defense. I... 
really think they're going to struggle to run the football in this game. And I know, Jordan, you're pretty optimistic about it. And the offensive line, you know, being healthy for the first time in a long time is definitely going to make a difference. But I just feel like Michigan State's defense is going to make more plays and uh, do enough to get them to win. Their offense is pretty abhorrent. I mean, they're, I think, 117th in the country in total offense, uh, Michigan State. So I feel like the defense is... Might have to at least put them in scoring position, if not maybe have a defensive score to win this game. But, you know, Oregon's coughed up the ball in big moments this season, so could happen again. Jordan, I'm with you. I think this is going to be, I'm going to say 23-16. I'm going to say this goes to overtime. Overtime really? to Santa Clara. Overtime. 23-16. So, no, no, so, so think about what you just said right there. Yeah. 23-16 overtime. Ducks so get the ball first. They score, score extra touchdown. point, and they hold them. Okay, they hold them, all right. Red zone defense, top five FBS. They get the ball, they're going to score. They get the ball. Oh, dude, come on. It's too soon. By the way, Seahawks in the playoffs. Let's go. We got a touchdown <laughs> Boy, and he just, three field goals. Just a flip team switch in regulation. Like that, hey, I'm watching that game. I'm okay. Uh, can you block another point in the NFL? I mean, I'm the punts. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my God, they had two block punts. The, the punt return for the Cardinals. Jacks runs it back 80 yards for a score. So that... Whoever's a special team, I didn't, I didn't look it up because I'm getting ready for the Oregon game, but Pete Carroll's got to look at that special Brian team. Schneider. Is it Brian Schneider? Yeah. yeah. Can, we, can we have a couple meetings on this punt team? Mm-hmm. That was, oh, my God. It was messy, man. So, and special teams, Jordan knows in the NFL, offense deep, but special teams in playoffs is huge. Oh, monstrous. Huge. Those guys now, kickoff coverage, Crap. kickoff return, punt, because everybody's going to be punting All eight takes is one mistake. Yeah. Hey, who do you like in the in the NFL playoffs really quick? AFC, NFC? Uh, I'm looking at this one, and I really like New Orleans for what they've been doing lately. They just, they're just they so good on both sides of the ball right now. And then AFC, I am still, I, as much as I want to say Kansas City, something tells me that without Hunt in the lineup, they're just not the same dynamic team they are. I don't know if New England has quite the horses as well, too. I feel they're like back if, home having a bye again. It's, uh, they're back home. Having a bye I've week got this weird feeling that like Baltimore Foxborough. is going to do really well this year for the AFC, and so at Baltimore, LA Chargers game Sunday morning will be interesting. Neil, I know you like Philip yeah. Rivers. I just love Philip Rivers. Yeah. He's not going to pull it out I, in, in I, Baltimore. I, I just love Philip Rivers. I love yeah. Drew Brees. They're thirty-eight, thirty-nine. But what if Chip Kelly had Lamar Jackson at Philadelphia, Ooh. and they all bought into it? Let's go ahead and do this. Yeah. R- runs read zone stuff. Lamar Jackson. Well, he had Mike about Vick for his first year. They were great. Yeah. They won ten games. So he will get hurt. One yeah. of these games, Lamar yeah. is going to get hurt. But it's a nice run to watch. It really is. All right, gentlemen. Can I just say, bottom of my heart, Jordan, it's been great working with you all season long. Happy New Year. Blessings to you and your family. Yeah, thank you so much. Going into 2019, we'll be watching you on the uh, television. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank yeah. you so much. He looks good on TV, doesn't he? Yeah. Your makeup can do some great things. Yeah, does, good to work with you yeah. too, Judah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. hey, Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> I will be seeing you this week. We'll do a, we do a Seahawks podcast that's just taking the world by storm right now. And uh, previewing Dallas Cowboys coming up Saturday night. Oh, man, the visions of 2006 are coming back. Tony Romo putting the punt team, man. I tell you what, down, you better, you better fix that it. punt team. All right, we'll Woo. get out. Nick Aliotti, James Creppy, the Oregonian coming up. More countdown to kick off myself and Neil Lomax coming up on the other side. Ducks and Spartans at noon on Fox.